Hey lovelies, and welcome back to Gloss Girl Diaries. I'm Tina, and I'll be joined by my beautiful co-host Candice, where we are going to unlock the secrets to bridal beauty, but also navigate the twists and turns of wedding planning. So grab a seat or pop your headphones on and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to Gloss Girl Diaries. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today we're actually talking about when to book your wedding vendors. This is such a huge subject that we actually have part one and part two. So I thought I would just jump on by myself. This is Tina just to say you're in for a treat. So buckle up. Here we go. Here's Candace and I talking about when to book your vendors. I do, 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 do. I want to marry you. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back. I'm Tina. I am your host and I am joined by Candace. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. So we're back again. We're here today to talk about weddings. So if you are a bride-to-be, a wedding enthusiast, someone who just likes to listen to our voices, (laughs) welcome. Welcome, definitely. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, (laughs) Is that a song? Or I think I've combined two songs just then, but, you know, we'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. Let's Um, go with that. (laughs) So today I thought we might have a bit of a chat about when to book your wedding vendors. What do you reckon? Yeah, perfect. It is a big topic and there is a lot to book and it's really hard to know when. So I think it's a great topic to talk about for sure. Yeah, there's so much to consider. And I really feel like that is when you get the overwhelm of planning a wedding. Mm. If you're going to get stressed, this is one of the times because there's the excitement. You get engaged, you're excited, you stay engaged for a bit and then you're like, shit, we've got to plan it. We've actually got to do something and mm-hmm. get into this and crap, make, where do I make start? Make decisions too. Make you know, decisions. This is, this is one of the hardest decision-making processes that you'll ever go through because there is so many different decisions that need to be made before the event as well as on the day, which we'll go through the decisions on the day as well. Oh, 100%. But, but yeah, leading up to it, you know, there's there's – the color scheme and there's the dress and there's the venue and there's so many different things that you need to consider that this is probably the the starting point is probably the hardest. And I really feel like this is the moment where you're like, okay, so where do I start? Um, There's so much information out there. Um, I think we've spoken about this before. You get into the Google black hole where you're typing away and then you go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and you're like holy crap I don't even know what I was looking for (laughs) I think we said and then you end up with a themed wedding (laughs) and you didn't initially want that (laughs) yeah it's just Mm. crazy 100% Mm. yep so do you want to talk about what to book first like what is the first thing in your opinion Tina that you would book it so me personally was a venue. The thing with the venue is that you're very limited. So they've only got limited dates. They mm. can't put more than one person on one date. Um, so if you have a venue in mind or, you know, a style, 
that's the one that I get onto first. And I also feel like it sets you up for your whole vibe of your wedding day. Mm. So, you know, if you were wanting to book somewhere like Misswood Retreats, which we go out to at Wallenby a lot, it's a beautiful marquee and it's all open um, into the trees and the and the beautiful mountains. Um, so you've got that very bohemian or country vibe that you want to run with. Um, but then, you know, you want might want something really special. You know, you might want to get married in the gorgeous sandstone um, chapel out at Peterson House, for example. Mm. You, know, you might want to go to the convent or to, you know, a a beautiful restaurant. So I feel like if you don't book your venue first, you almost don't know how to run with the, mm-hmm. everything else that you're going to to order. Yeah. And I, know, I guess that gives you that first, sorry to cut you off, but I guess that gives you that date that you work towards as well. Well, so. absolutely, because you might have a date in mind and just say it's on your anniversary. So I actually got married on my anniversary, which was the 8th of oh, April. Lovely. And so it actually dictated. Mm. where I could go Mm -hmm. you know I might have had say I might have shortlisted three venues and gone okay so who's available on the 8th of April and maybe only one Mm. is available Mm. so you know it definitely plays a part in you know in the overall picture but Mm -hmm. like just me saying that I do that all the time I go and look at the venues I do my research I cut it down to a shortlist then I send a message to my shortlist that way I have, I guess I'm I'm asking for what I really want. I'm not compromising. Mm. I'm going, these are my top three or five or how many you shortlist it to. I really suggest you don't shortlist it to any more than five. <laughs> but, you know, each to their own. And, and and back to that compromising, I guess the earlier that you, you book or the earlier you get onto this sort of stuff, the less compromising you'll have to do because there's going to be more availability. The dates are going to be more available. The venue is going to be more available. Therefore, dresses and everything else that has that knock-on effect is going to be more available. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Once you've got your venue in place, everything else is kind of like it makes it a little bit easier because mm. you know the vibe you're going for. So mm. then you're looking for photographers that have maybe photog- have have done a, a wedding at that venue before. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're going to look for a videographer that brings that that vibe that you're going for, you know, the whether it's a whimsical look or whether you like the dark and moody, all these things come into play. Mm. So for me, and- number one would be venue. And then I, I guess as well, you know, if you're bringing in your own caterers or if the venue, um, you know, provides catering as well, that's that that next layer that you can book um, or that you, you need to sort out um, once you've booked your venue too. Yeah. So that's number two on my list, caterer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great okay. minds think alike, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, caterers, look, a lot of a lot of places come with their own caterers. But there are these opportunities at different venues, especially here in the Hunter Valley, where you can actually bring your own, you know, and it really does depend on the kind of wedding you're going for. Um, I went to a wedding. Oh, my God, it was incredible. They actually hired this house that had a lot of land. Everybody drove their caravans, their RVs. They brought their camping gear. They had a big bonfire. And they had this whole wedding with um, food trucks. Oh, 
Wow. It was amazing. That's so cool. amazing. Mm. So, you know, really your ideas are limitless. Mm-hmm. However, you've got to find the right people and you've got to book them in. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You need to book them in as soon as possible. And again, that knock on effect to your venue, then your caterer. Mm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And next, that. what do you think? Sorry. Ooh, um, look, coming up next, personally for me, I chose photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a photographer in mind that I wanted to use. And this is actually a true story. I had 10 months before my wedding. I really, really wanted this photographer and I could not get any of the dates that I had picked. I actually picked three dates and mm-hmm. they couldn't do any of those dates. And that in my mind was, okay, I can't have this photographer. Mm-hmm. However, I guess in my mind, you and, and you could just, it depends on what's important to you. See, if, for example, if you're, if you really had your mind set on a particular venue, particular photographer or florist, you have to check the dates with every single vendor, mm. every single vendor. Mm-hmm. So you have to work out who's super important to you, get them locked in, find the right date. Mm. So if you're, if the date is the important part, you want to get, you know, married May 4th, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> Um, you know, you have to find all vendors that can do that date. Yeah. Yep. You, that's where your compromise is. Mm-hmm. So you're compromising on your vendors because maybe they're not available that date. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess it really just depends. Um, I had to compromise on my photographer. I wish I didn't, but I had given them three dates and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So in my mind, it was like, I cannot go through and try and find more dates. These dates had meaning to me. Yeah. Um, and so I chose the date over the photographer. Yeah. But, you know, some might find that stupid. Well, no, I think, you know, the date, It, I, I guess it depends on what you value more, whether you, you know, whether you are, um, you know, whether that date is quite special to you and you want to, you want to stick to that date and regardless of, um, you know, venues or photographers, that's the date yeah. um, or whether you do have that level of flexibility. I know that we have a lot of um, brides at the moment and I think it's, um, you know, still catching up from from delays and that sort of stuff that are having Tuesday weddings and Thursday weddings. So, you know, th- their availability of venues and stuff and photographers is probably going to be a little bit more. Oh, it's um, limiting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah limiting and you'll find and this is probably for another conversation but there are photographers that are full-time photographers and there's photographers that do it on the weekend yeah there's part time yeah and Mm -hmm. this goes for almost all vendors this goes for hair and makeup artists as well Mm -hmm. um you know I've got um I know a lot of hair and makeup artists that work full-time jobs and then they do makeup on the weekend yeah um I don't do that. I'm a full-time makeup artist, as you yeah. are, and yeah. um, I'm a full-time hairstylist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that means that for my brides that want me, I am available Monday to Sunday. Yeah. You know, we have that availability, but that just isn't possible no. with um, all vendors. No. So yeah, And even venues. Some venues don't operate during the week, you know. Um, they just they won't host weddings. It's weddings maybe Friday, Saturday, Sundays only too. Yeah, yeah, well, look, I do go to a couple of venues that do elopements and so they'll do elopements Monday to Thursday mm. and then they keep their venue free on the weekend. 
Mm, okay. So, the, so it can be the opposite as well, yeah, where right. you can't elope on a weekend at that venue. Yep. Um, because you see, they keep it open for people who want to stay at their accommodation on the weekends. Ah. And then you know, then you've got a venue, another venue we go to um, quite often. And they don't open Monday, Tuesday because Monday, Tuesday is their weekend. Mm. They need a recovery. Yeah, of course. Because they're, oh, oh my gosh, if you don't know what a venue does when it comes to a wedding, holy moly. I'm going to talk to a couple of venues, uh, venue owners um, in this podcast coming up in the next uh, few weeks or so. And um, I'll let me tell you what they have to do. Mm. I would die mm, I'm not built for that stuff I did it you know I <laughs> as as so everybody thinks that makeup is really glamorous and it's it is glamorous oh, in some man. perspective but it's actually um quite hard work but I I have done a few weddings as a waitress back in my day oh, when never. I was young yeah never mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Nope. And I almost cried every time. It is, it, <laughs> it is hard. And no. it can be rude. Oh, so rude. <laughs> so, so rude. Because it's it's the service side of things. And when you know, and you gotta see it from both points of view. You see, as a venue owner, you're offering a service. Yeah. But as the bride, you expect five-star service it's your wedding day 100 right yeah and you deserve that too uncle joe who's drunk (laughs) and you know pinching the waitress's asses and say bring me up here (laughs) and then you've got people throwing up outside (laughs) these things happen they do these these things are real people yeah um yeah oh I hope I'm going to ask one of our very special vendors to come on um oh I have to ring her first and ask her but wow she's got some stories I don't want to tell them because she tells them so well yeah we'll have to keep that for another day but get get her on yeah yeah we'll get her on she's a bit of a character too yeah so um yeah look I think it's it's just one of those things coming back to prioritizing. Mm. That's what all this comes down to. So when you're looking to book and in what order, it's all about your priorities. Mm. And these are my priorities that I'm telling you and the reasoning behind it, because I really do feel that you can pick a date first, um, like I did, but it will be harder to find a venue. But if Mm. you have a venue in mind, um, then you go to the venue and you say, what dates have you got available in the next 12 months? Yeah. And and they might say nothing. They yeah. might say our next, next one isn't for 18 <laughs> months. Or they could say, well, actually, we've just had an opening <laughs> next week. Can't do that just to let you know when I talk to our celebrant, they'll tell you you need one month, <laughs> one month <laughs> to register to be married. So do not take a date next week unless you're already registered to get married. That's a good tip, actually. Um, So, yes, don't do that. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you've got a venue, this beautiful venue up here called the White Barn. Oh, my God, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. Um, The barn doesn't – calling it a barn is not accurate. It looks like a barn, but it's fancy. It's very, very nice. It's a bit bougie. It's a bit bougie Mm. and it's beautiful. Um. And look, that's that's what I would recommend. But when you go to her, 
she actually gives you a list of vendors that she highly recommends. Now, a lot of venues do that. So starting with the venue is not a bad idea because then they give you the links. You don't go with their recommendations. You have at least some people to research. Mm -hmm. Start that Google black hole. Especially if you're not from the area again too and they're recommending people. That's really, really helpful. Yeah, if you're not from the area, that's super helpful. Most vendors will have recommendations. Um, We have recommendations on our website Mm. of people that we love, Um, but it just gives you somewhere to start. Yeah, for sure. You know, to go, oh, yeah. You know, and often a lot of our brides say to us, oh, gosh, you know, this person recommended you, but then I saw your name here and I saw your name there. Mm. So, you know, it's worth looking into it, research. sure. Research, research. And so after photographer, so so venue first, then catering and then photographer, what what do you think you would book next or start to source? Well, usually photographer, videographer together. Yeah. Don't leave your videographer to last. Don't go, oh, I don't know if I can afford a videographer and then try and book one a month before your wedding. Seen it happen, doesn't mm. work, end up with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Mm. Don't do it. Just or don't have in. one when you really want one, you know, because one's yeah. not available anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, there's a lot of photographers that work with videographers side by side, and they might do packages. Yeah. So there's some fun little. We're going to do some budget tips in one of our um, episodes as well about things you can ask about to, mm. you know, get you a little bit of something, something. Yeah, bit of a discount or a bit of a referral yeah. or yeah, yeah, perfect. Now for me, after here, I mean, I'm always researching. I feel like planning your wedding is like, how do I say this? It's Mm -hmm. never ending Mm -hmm. because you're always thinking about it. Yeah. Always on your mind. Have I forgotten something? What else do I need? But what if I don't like that? Do I like that? Do I not like that? Mm, I don't know. You know, this is... This is the chatter that goes on in your head when you're planning a wedding. Mm. Um, so for me, dress shopping is right up there next. Mm-hmm. Um, grab whoever you want to go or go by yourself. Do whatever you want. Yeah, Just go and have a look, get an idea of what kind of dresses suit you. Um, the amount of times I have heard brides say, oh, I went in to get a big princess dress and walked out with this Jessica Rabbit <laughs> so lanky sexy dress or vice versa yeah um and you know your people your people in the bridal stores they know they know your figures they know what to give you to try on Mm. so when you go in dress shopping do that with plenty of notice because if you're picking a designer Mm. that is overseas it's going to take a fair amount of time to actually get that dress custom made and Mm. sent over Mm mm-hmm Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the the usual waiting time for a wedding dress is up to can be up to what eight months, right? Is that like oh, when like I went standard? in many, many, many years ago, there was a dress I loved, and she said it'll take twelve months for that to come in. Oof! Ouch! I'm like, well, I guess I won't be wearing that. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I only had ten months between getting engaged and getting married. Right. And then, um, of course, I didn't start looking for my dress for a couple of months. Yeah. So I had eight months. Mm. Um, I ended up having my dress made um, and it was glorious. Mm -hmm. But 
I do know that when you go into the bridal shops and and what if you don't find something straight away, you might want to go into, you know, six different bridal shops. Anyone else here watch, um, say yes to the dress? Have you watched watched, it? I've watched a few episodes of it. Yeah. And I think they go to quite a few different shops, don't they? No. It's the one shop. They come in and they go, I've tried on a hundred dresses. What do you mean you've tried on a hundred dresses? <laughs> Are you insane? Oh, oh but sometimes know. you don't know. Like I'm not a very good decision maker when it comes to my figure. So I think sometimes you have to try on all those dresses and take that time to know what you're comfortable in because it's a big investment. And you know, you like how often have you worn a dress? of that uh, caliber before like I had a bride the other day and her dress weighed 12 kilos what? her dress yeah yeah My dress. <laughs> it was amazing it was absolutely amazing that her dress weighed 12 kilos <laughs> no yeah yeah yeah, Who and so, does that to themselves. Yeah, yeah. It was up. Uh, it was an immaculate dress. Like it was. It but that's like doing beaded. a workout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lifting weights all day. Yeah, she actually. Um, well, she had two dresses. So, oh, well, she had three. Sorry, she had four, but but that was her main one. Um, because she was doing a few different ceremonies and um cultural aspects of things. Oh. Um, but this main one she was wearing for um all through the ceremony and to the reception until she got changed for the dance and then she had another dress for the dance so she was but she was wearing the 12 12 kilo dress from like the the time that she left the venue or the you know hair and makeup yeah um all the way through photos and ceremonies and yeah until um you know dessert time really so here's another tip for you try the dress on and ask how many kilos it weighs Yeah. How much can you lift at the gym? <laughs> yeah, twelve kilos. Her dress oh, was. That's but, insane. But how does you, like? How do you know? You know, she she wasn't sure what she wanted, um, and so she. So I she think got she, four dresses. She got was four it? dresses. Yeah, one one was more of for from a cultural perspective, um, yep. where they did like a bit of a pre ceremony. Yep. Uh, before the actual ceremony, but yeah, she had um, she had three. Yeah, three dresses. So especially, you know, if you are needing cultural dressing, um, you know, that stuff needs to be considered as well when you're looking at your vendors. Well, and- a lot of time that, that's got to be made, right? That's yeah. Be, um, you know, you're picking fabric and, mm-hmm. you know, beading yeah. and all sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. But even just time to tweak things or to have things reshaped or if there's errors, like if if the dress shop, I do know a bride who the dress shop ordered her the wrong dress. Um, yeah, and it was after I think she was waiting for the dress for twelve months, uh, not twelve months, ten months, uh, and it was you know a, let's let's say it was two months before her actual wedding, mm-hmm. and the dress was a completely different dress. Um, so there was that last minute panic of her trying to find a new dress because you know the the supplier yeah. had had sort of um, made and an look, error on their part too, and it's so. very disappointing when things like that happen. Mm. And I really think that. There's a couple of reasons things like that can happen. You know, you really do need to look at the places you're going to try the dress on. Um, mm. You know, personally, I wouldn't order online. Um, no. I understand that a lot of people do um, and they don't have that priority in the dress. Yeah. However, um, 
if you are wanting something particular, I would definitely choose to go to, to a local dressmaker who makes wedding dresses or even, um, you know, into a wedding dress shop. Often they will have off the rack things as well. Yes. So if a disaster like that does happen, you have some options. Yes. You and know, they, looking- that venue, um, sorry, that wedding um, place, you know, really helped her and looked after her and made sure that, yeah. you know, they could they could rectify the situation. So everyone was happy in the end. It was just that panic at that moment of, uh, it, you know, what are we going to do now? And it's that contingency plan of having something all the time to have, you know, alternatives made. And I think everybody um, needs to understand that as well, that um, weddings are an event that you're planning that you've never planned before. Mm. Things will go wrong. Mm. They will. There's, it doesn't matter. It might be something little, it might be something big, but you have to be prepared that things won't always go exactly the way that you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter how much planning you put into it. Um, however, there are always plenty of people willing to help when it comes to weddings. And there's a reason why there are reputable wedding vendors that you look for. Mm. Because when something does go wrong, and we've done some things where we've had to help brides. A bride ripped a dress on the wedding day. I had to cut a veil once. Mm. Um, bride the other week wanted me to cut the bottom of her dress. I said Ooh. no. <laughs> um, I did cut the veil on another wedding though. Yeah. Um, there are things that happen, yeah. um, but people will help, you know. Yeah. I've picked um, flowers out of a garden bed. Um, yes, a bride one. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> I think that's a common one. I think a lot of hair and makeup artists have done that. I did that the other day. I was like, oh, that, that's a bad. Did you bring anything to put in your hair? And she said, no, I forgot. And I said, oh, we'll just duck out here and get some flowers off the tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, depends how laid back you are. But, you know, um, but bringing it back into what we were talking about in when to book and what to book when. I guess, your wedding dress is right up there. You know, if you can knock out those four things really quickly after getting engaged, like give yourself, you know, a few weeks to just be happy and not get into the planning process. But once you start getting straight into venue, photographer, videographer, dress, the rest of it does flow pretty easily, to be honest with you. I have all of my brides book really well in advance. We don't always need a long time, but then sometimes we do like peak peak season, mm. you know. Um, so there's something else you need to consider when you're choosing when to book what. Um, February, March, April, May, very busy for us. Mm. Um, September, September, October, November, mm-hmm. very, very busy for us. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do weddings all year round. Um, I usually get a bit of time off in either June, July that slows down a little bit. So if you're looking for a time to get married where people might be doing promotions, um, f- you know, for your venues and things like that, if you're happy to get married in winter here in Australia, you know, that's um, an option for you. Um, I don't recommend you get married in December. I feel like December is so hot here. Mm. Um, unless you're getting married like Pamela Anderson in your white bikini. Um <laughs> Maybe Not 12 kilos, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we still do weddings in December, but for me, 
I'm just like a sweaty Betty. Like, it's yeah. too hot for me. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. like, man, yeah. all your makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so they're definitely things to take into consideration. But I am of, I'm of the opinion that when you're planning your wedding, get in and research hard. Mm. Spend those first couple of months researching everybody mm. because once you can lock everybody in, it's a little bit more easy peasy then. Yeah. You kind of yeah. don't have to worry about anything. Yep. Um, of course, you have to think about the silly things like the budget, mm-hmm. um, which sucks. Ugh. You know, wouldn't it be nice to be just endless and not just ever have a in, budget? Just gets in the way of all the fun, doesn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the B word. Yeah. <laughs> Budget. It's even a crappy word, budget. I think we're going to do an episode on budgets, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to get somebody to come in and and, uh, have a chat to us about budgets because I really feel like, once again, part of that overwhelm for people um, and knowing what to spend money on what. Mm, uh So, yeah, we'll talk about that. But, look, from there I really feel like anything like, your hair and makeup, your florist, your save the dates, your stationery, all needs to be done. If you're getting married, say, in 10 months to 12 months' time, they really all need to be done in the first six months. Mm, especially a celebrant too. <laughs> oh, really, my celebrant friends would be killing me if they're listening to this. <laughs> celebrant number one. <laughs> Holy crap, I'll be in so much trouble for that. <laughs> Yes, celebrants coming after. Um, after so I did venue first. Then I, I actually did do it in this order. I did venue photographer. Yeah, <laughs> and then I did wedding dress, and then celebrant. Yeah. However, it, I should have thought about this before saying that. Um, I knew my celebrant, so mm. it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah, right. Um, but let me just put this out there: can't get married without a celebrant. Well. <laughs> Exactly right. Or a priest. Person. They are an important person. Yes. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, there is a lot of coordination too with churches. If you if you're going down that avenue as well, um, you know that needs to be booked in and, and locked in for those dates. If you are having um, specific um, religious ceremonies, um, yeah, yeah, that definitely. all needs to be coordinated too. Probably almost up there with the venue, really. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, I totally missed it. I missed the ball. Mm. I did it in a different order, but I forgot yeah. that I knew my celebrant. Well, that, that does make it a little bit easier. But well, you've right. got the, the celebrant for the date as well, and it does depend. And there's so many amazing celebrants out there. And really, um, this is definitely something for the budget one that we do. Celebrants can range from $600 to $3,000. Mm. There is a huge... Um, oh, what's the right word for this? It's just massive. Like you don't, you, you don't know until you look yeah. into what they do. Some celebrants just take it out of a book. Mm. Um, you know, you have a choice of this, this or this. I say this, you repeat after me and that's that. Mm-hmm. And that might be what you want. Yeah. Then there's other celebrants that are funny and, and really lighthearted, tell a couple of jokes. Mm. They really write about their bride and their groom, or their bride and their bride, their groom and their groom. They personalize they write about, it. They personalize it, and that's when you're paying the bigger bucks, mm. and it's well worth it because mm. 
they're actually not only um, sending you questionnaires, but probably meeting up with you, spending more time, writing it out, which is my least favorite thing to do in anything is to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really putting together a story mm. because they're standing up there in front of your family and your friends and they're telling your story and they want it to be able to tell the truth, you know, yeah. and as if they've known them their whole life. Yeah. So um, yeah. so important to pick the right celebrant for you. Um, you and, you know, there's such a, a beautiful array of celebrants here in the Hunter Valley um, and some lovely ones that have come up from Sydney to the Hunter Valley. See, there's a lot to choose from. But, yes, definitely please put that in your top four or I will be in trouble. <laughs> yes. Put that in the top four. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, look, in all honesty, um, anything that you want, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. And um, at the bottom of this podcast, I'm actually going to pop – a whole list of all the things that you can book. And, you know, my rough estimate, which Celebrant will be up the top, um, <laughs> of when to book what, mm. you know, um, so that you can come back and have a look at it. And, um, you know, you don't have to follow the way that Candace and I are talking about it, mm. but it, it just gives you a rough idea. And it also, um, you know, will help you with your priorities. Like I love flowers. Mm. love so the florist has to be perfection mm-hmm. you know but not everyone's like that right mm. the other day I don't even care about flowers I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about and I and I also guess the earlier that you determine these kind of things and start to book things the earlier you know what you want Again, because yeah. I'm quite a very indecisive person. So what I think I might want for flowers, I, I'm not a researcher really. I would I would go to a, a florist and say, um, you know, this is when I'm getting married and this is my favourite colour. Um, yes. And I would be relying on them to sort of help me a little bit with um, you know, direction and and making and, and choosing for me what was available at that time. Well, and personally, so, and- that's exactly what I would do when yeah. booking your vendors. You look for the people who have the information, that's the right. experience. Yes. Um, because they are able to not only just your style, you obviously want their style to match your style. Mm. But for example, I love poppies. Mm. I can't have poppies at certain times of the year. So, you know, you want a florist, for example, to be honest with you and say, you know, let's have a chat about the kind of things you like. Let's start with inspiration. And I can tell you the kind of things at your time of the year, what's going to be available. And when you're talking to the best of the best here in the Hunter, um, that's what they're going to do. But in any area, Mm -hmm. any area you're in, um, you want experienced vendors. Yes, because those it, the experience is invaluable. It's priceless. Mm-hmm. They've been through it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they they know the right things to do and say. That's right. And I just from my perspective, I heavily rely on their opinions and their suggestions because they know they're in the know. They're the expert in their field. So for you know for me, um, it takes that time out of me having to research things and then uh, providing me with a service as well. Yeah, and look, I think um, even if you're not 
indecisive. I'm not indecisive. I know what I like, Mm. but I still love to go somewhere and say, these are the things I like. What can you do that is, you know, within that, you know, within the realm of what I like? I don't need to take their creativity away from them, but I can still still direct them 100%. Mm. But then also if you go into the experience like yourself who's indecisive and you don't really know what you want, Mm. they can come forward and say, well, listen, at this time of the year, these are the flowers that are in bloom. Is your wedding more formal? That comes back to your venue, you know, um, or is it more whimsical? Back Mm. to your venue, Mm -hmm. which is why I chose my venue first, Mm. slash celebrant. And then, you know, they they will really help you and um to be able to make those decisions and some of those decisions don't actually need to be made straight away mm. um but every single one of your vendors should take a deposit and if they don't run <laughs> <laughs> my tip for the day Tina, flag. Tina's top tip Tina's top tip red flag Okay, is so just repeat that for our listeners. <laughs> Tina, wait, let me do like a little intro. Tina's top tip. <laughs> if your vendor does not take a deposit, run. <laughs> and why? 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 What's given you that opinion or what's made you feel <laughs> feel that? Look, um, when somebody is taking a deposit, um, it will usually come with a contract to say, these are our expectations. This is what, um, as this is how our business runs. This is what you can expect from us. This is a service we're going to provide you. And we're taking a deposit to hold your date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they're you holding in. your date, there's a sense of security. Mm-hmm. There is a contract you've signed to say, and they've signed that we acknowledge we took this deposit to hold your date. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have a situation where somebody hasn't taken a deposit. And let me tell you, this has happened. Um, there was another makeup artist that um, thought that the bride had booked her. She did not ask for a deposit. The bride booked me. Of course, I take a deposit. Mm. So I'm there on the day. This other makeup artist turns up and she goes, I didn't book you. I didn't pay a deposit. Oh, So as a bride, you should expect to pay a deposit and usually non-refundable because all of these businesses are locking in that date, which means they're saying no to many other people behind you. That's right. So that is why I say run if they don't ask for a deposit. Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, we, we take deposits for makeup and hair. Um, And that's, that's a standard for me is that that date means that I'm available for you and only you on that date. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so and, you've, um, you've locked me in. And I'm going to be honest with you, we're already at our time up. There is so much to talk about this, so we might have to have a part oh, two, Candice. I think so. I think, yeah, let's do a part two. And on a side note, maybe we should also talk about contracts for one episode as well because oh they gosh. can be a bit sticky, right? So maybe. series yep. one will be 100 episodes. <laughs> Because every time we talk, there's so much more. But, guys, thanks for tuning in today. We've absolutely loved um, having you listen to our voices and our ramblings. Mm -hmm. Um, We really hope that you took one little golden nugget from all that we said today. 
um, even if it was to learn that you should book your celebrant at the top four. Um, And join us next time because I really feel like there's going to be a whole lot more that we're going to be able to talk about on this subject and when to book what you want to book and the questions to ask maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Candice. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you, Tina. Thank you for having me. No worries. We'll see you soon, guys. Please tune in next time. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye. Before we say goodbye today, remember to subscribe and keep that bridal glow shining. Your support means the world to us and we're excited to continue this beautiful journey with you. Stay real, stay radiant and hit that subscribe button to stay connected. I